Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It is Valentine's Day. It is. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. Happy Palentine's Day. There's a lot of Tines Days that uh, today has been called, and I just wanted to cover them all there, so you... We touched briefly on Valentine's Day on the show today. We're not big Valentine's Day people, though. So we aren't, neither of us. of V-Day content. Both of our partners, though, are more into love are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> than we are. That sounds so funny. I know. You don't like love? It's just we're not <laughs> just like as love. open about showing it as our partners are, I think, you know? So we do get into that on today's show. It was uh, kind of a weird morning in here because, okay, if you don't listen to our live show ever, you may not be aware of this, but there is um, there's a company called Spence Diamonds, and they buy advertising on radio stations basically across Canada. Yes. They like, spend, it must be millions on radio I advertising. Not, like, yes, tens of millions of dollars easily. It's crazy. Because it's like every station in every city, and they, they play every commercial break. Yep. And, I mean... Advertising isn't cheap. Nope. They, they make very polarizing ads, which are meant to kind of stand out. And, and, and I think start the discussion, and they're very effective at doing that. Yes, because if you listen to the radio, you you, you know these ads. Like yeah. People talk about them, so if, if your goal is to, to be memorable, it works. But like I said, they are quite polarizing. Um, well, for Valentine's Day today, they did like an advertising blitz, mm-hmm. and their ads were all over the station this morning. Like... We came, so we have, what, seven ads that will play in a stop set, for example, yep. when all the ads play together. And basically every other one at one point was a Spence ad. So, so it would like be another four? ad, and the same ad from Spence Diamonds would, was kept, like, it kept playing. And so when we first started hearing this, we were like, oh my God, what is going on? I thought it was a mistake at first. Yeah, we both thought, did they schedule too many of these? Yep. And then we found out it was intentional. And then people were messaging us all morning saying, like, this what's going insane. on? What's with it? So... I mean, we didn't want to, like, not acknowledge it. We're also grateful to all of our advertisers who Definitely pay are. for us to be able to put this show yes. on. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to say anything bad about the advertiser, but we also, like, felt felt like we had to acknowledge it because everyone was like, what's happening here? Well, and it's never happened before. I've never seen that no, before with that either. many of the same ad playing that much. So uh, we did acknowledge it in a fairly subtle way throughout the show, which you will probably notice throughout the podcast. That's why I wanted to give you the heads up, because yeah. if you didn't hear the live show this morning, it won't make sense why we keep referencing Spence Diamonds, but... Now it now will. Now you know. We tried to shoehorn it in wherever we could. We did. So you'll hear that. Uh, Heritage Moments, since it is Wednesday today. Yeah. Classic toy that Bo purchased for his friend's birthday party today. He didn't, maybe didn't even know they were still selling these, but they are. We're going to talk about Onsen Bush. Mm-hmm. That's a great name, isn't it? Onsen Bush. Onsen Bush. Yeah. Starting it at left field. Like Onsen Bush. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. 
Uh, an interesting etymology. We'll talk about, speaking of advertising, all the ads for milk that ran when we were younger. That and more after you're out of context clip. <laughs> When I was in Japan last week, Beckler, I heard what might be one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, I I was in the store and they were playing the station and the song came on and I didn't notice at first. Then all of a sudden I actually stopped and I was like, what is going on in the speakers right now? Was it Japanese retail rock? No. no. Uh, it It's it's actually in English. Oh. Uh, but it's a song from Japan, uh, I guess. And I shazammed it because I just wanted to provide <laughs> this for you. So uh, here it is. Okay, I'm just going to kick it off here. Okay, I'm going to jump ahead to two minutes later. Like what in the? Did the Black Eyed Peas write that? <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a rejected Black Eyed Peas song. My favorite lyric though, the, <laughs> the most Sat- Saturday is Saturday. Yeah, she put a little stank on yeah, it. Like did. oh, it's oh, Saturday, Saturday. Oh, Saturday, too. good, good. How many days are Saturday? <laughs> Friday, Saturday, 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 oh. Beckler and Shauna podcast. It's Valentine's Day today. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, Beckler. We're big, uh, we're you and I, big Valentine's Day people. Hey, we're not at all. We love yeah. love. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, love, love. Yeah, we don't really celebrate in no. our house, no. <laughs> much to McKenna's chagrin. Mm-mm. I mean, she Phil Collins' Day is what we celebrate instead. Oh, yeah, right. It's Phil Collins' birthday, it's Phil today? Collins' Day. So, yeah, that's a good holiday. It is, yeah, get a um, card for that. I mentioned I mentioned yesterday that it was Valentine's Day today, and McKenna's like, "Well, you don't want anyone to feel special on special days." So <laughs> I was like, "Oh, are you tell us how you really feel about that." Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you and I used to leading up to Valentine's Day, we used to have a whole week that we would call Love Week. Oh yeah, Do you remember I Love, about week? Love yeah. week. Remember this? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We're all about love. It's really, just an excuse to play this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we should probably do something for Valentine's Day. Do you do you and Cliff have anything that's like embarrassingly, disgustingly cute that the two of you do oh, that you God. would <laughs> that you would be embarrassed to you share? You're saying those words out out your mouth because you do, don't you? Grossing me out. No, you do, don't you? I actually messaged Cliff to ask him because he's way more sentimental and lovey than I am. Cliff's a lover. He's a lover. Yeah. Uh, so I said, "Is there anything weird and cute and ugly we do?" <laughs> Weird and cute and ugly. Happy Valentine's Other than bumping Day. Him, but what about That's what I mean. <laughs> so he says, he wrote back, I give you back rubs. Uh, that's the, nice. Yeah, that's it's true. He does, which is nice. He says, the best is when you reach out to hold my hand across tables, and I love it. We still Aww. annoy people with how in love we are and look. 
We text and talk every day. It doesn't sound like much, but it's important when you're long distance. Like, that's a really cute message. It grossed me out a little bit. <laughs> that's ugly. There he goes. <laughs> Cliff, is a, Cliff is a lover, he's isn't a he? Lover. He's, he's, he's a lover. He's got yeah. feelings. If it was up to, it was up to uh, him, we would be celebrating Valentine's Day. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Big feelings on Cliff. Big feelings, hey? guy. Big feelings, Big guy. feelings. McKenna, your lover has big feet, Cliff. Big feelings. <laughs> If she or I'm so sorry, McKenna. I'm sorry. My love for you is as big as your feet. You think that'll go over well? <laughs> We're really like, I don't, we are kind of gross, like with each other, like that. Like we always talk about how we're not supposed to be apart, me and her. And yeah. If we're even apart for like too many hours at a time or like heaven forbid a night then it's like we miss each other too much oh that's so, so I, cute. I mean the fact that you and cliff can do it long distance so we can't even spend a weekend apart from each other anymore mm-hmm. we're like we're not supposed to be apart we get the missiles for each other you, you miss each other too much you have the missiles oh my god got the missiles for you this is making me ill yeah. i got the missiles okay, for, i don't want to hear anymore yeah, launch uh oh my it, let's god. fire it off some intercontinental ballistic Dear missiles Lord. for each other oh okay <laughs> And Shauna podcast. They have this weird big push right now about milk in Japan. They're big on milk, which is very interesting because I feel like us in North America, we're kind of moving away from milk a little bit, right? Like you don't see it being advertised as aggressively, and people aren't like everyone needs to drink milk like we used to. That was when we were growing up. It right? totally was. The milk was in your face. It was right, and everyone was drinking milk, and it was a thing. But in Japan, I guess they're now just getting into that. Because we were waiting to check into our hotel and there was this massive display of milk in the lobby of the hotel. And it said, please drink. Japanese milk is delicious. Milk made with love and care by Japan's dairy farmers with quality born from the nation's leading dairy technologies. Enjoy the delicious taste of Japan's milk and dairy. Japan milk quality. I'm sold. Right? (laughs) Give me some of that Japan milk. It was this massive poster, though. And honestly, the people at the hotel were very adamant. Like, take your milk. I oh. take your free milk and go. So we we gave it a go and it tasted like milk. But just I was just like, old milk. very weird that this is being pushed so hard right now in Japan. Did they have a like a dairy cartel like we do here? I don't know. Do they maybe. have a dairy cartel that makes their enemies disappear? <laughs> just all of a sudden, lobbies the government and it's got to. It's so weird though. Dissenters. Thinking about how insane the milk campaigns were when we were growing up, right? Like yeah. the milk mustaches. The drink milk, love life slogan. I mean, the milk, the milk mustaches thing. Like that's not what a milk mustache looks like. No, that's got to be paint or something else going on oh, there. For sure, <laughs> it's something weird. Something for sure, weird. but it looked good. And the, what was the other one? The drink, the drink milk, love milk. life. Do you remember that? I do. And there was a song, wasn't yeah, there? Wasn't it to Ode to Joy? Drink, drink milk, milk, love life. Yep. Yep. That was it. What was the next line? Milk provides vitality. I oh, think I don't know. I just remember drink milk, love, which is also a really weird tagline. Just. Drink milk, love life. Okay. Jeez, they were pushing milk. That was a huge thing back then. Milk's ad budget? Oh. Rivaled only by Spence? Oh. Rivaled only by Spence Diamonds. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Jeez, you and I forgot about a lot of the the big milk campaigns even. Well, uh, people were messaging with these, and I don't know if I know any of these. No, like, friend of the show, Anya, sent us this one. Oh, man, this is going to play a YouTube ad first for MasterChef Canada. That's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm after. Isn't milk great? Yeah, it goes with anything. Like peanut butter, camel fish, peanut butter, jam sandwiches, pancakes and ham, bread radishes, never knows anything goes. Come on, Jim. 
it's a family of cows singing this too, I should say. Oh, okay. Nine, one, and two percent. Always so good, so cold and wet. Heaven So Anya said they used to sing that trick or treating. So that like milk had their tendrils and everything, Jeez, didn't that's they? Weird, hey. The reach of big milk. There was also. Do you remember milk does the body good? I don't even know if I remember that no. one. One of my milk favorites. Does the body good. Uh, oh. One of my favorite movies growing up, Rookie of the Year. Uh, there's a there's, a there's a reference to that where they're they're looking at a hot girl at school and they say. Milk's done that body good. <laughs> oh, good body. <laughs> Milk says, good body, very you good. Milk, you get good very body. good. Oh. Very good body. <laughs> <laughs> we missed that reference. I'm really sorry. That was from yesterday. You can go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. You'll have to listen to yesterday's podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, today is episode 1600 of the podcast. Holy shit. 1600 episodes. I was about to say shit and then was like, I can't. I'm on the air, but I'm not. So I went back and said shit. We talk into the same microphone, so I understand it's why really you have spooky. that. It's really spooky. Every time I do that, I look down. I'm like, is our mic off? Yep. Okay, we're good. There's a red light in our face if we're on the air, and then if we're just on the podcast, there's no red light, but it's not always immediately apparent. Yeah. Um, but 1,600 episodes, not exactly a milestone, but a lot of episodes still. And thank you to Shane Holmes for allowing us to do this and provide it to you free of charge. Yes, thank you, Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes uh, offers affordable customization. We've told you all about the paired homes that they build with the yell test, their soundproof paired homes. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the great work that they do in and around the community. So we're very pleased to be partnered with Shane Holmes. Learn more about that at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I've told you all about my one brother, Shauna, the one with all the COVID. Yes. He's had COVID so many times. Like, he is COVID. He, he is, is ground zero. He is patient zero. He is the COVID. They say your body's two thirds water. For him, the other third is just COVID. Whatever he COVID. touches the turns to load. COVID. Okay, that's. Well, um, McKenna was sick the day before yesterday. Like she couldn't get out of bed. She was in rough shape. Oh no! Thought it might be COVID. It wasn't COVID. Oh good. But I messaged my brother and I was like, I'm worried you're going to catch it now. No. <laughs> he just through the phone. He had better not just FaceTime us. Vibes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh FaceTime. my God! He lives in Saskatchewan, but still, that doesn't seem to be far enough for him to not uh, catch he it. He probably so. still will. Yeah. Even the thought of it, he's got it now. Phone him. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. with Shauna. I was in a cab recently, and I was like, "Why do we call it a cab?" I've really thought about that before, but mm-hmm. why do you call it a cab? So I looked into it. Uh, it's short for cabriolet which was a term used in London in the 1700s to describe a horse-drawn carriage. So a cabriolet comes from the Italian cabriole, which means a leap like that of a goat. And those cabbages, or those carriages, rather, because they were, you know, horse-drawn. That's kind of where the whole name came from. There was also, I forget which uh, automaker had a model called the cabriolet. Yeah, it sounded familiar. And it also kind of, no, maybe. Hmm. Um, And it also, I was like, it kind of sounds like Chevrolet, And in my mind, I was like, I wonder if there's any connection there. So I looked into Chevrolet, and that's actually a last name that literally means a place where goats are raised. So it does have that same kind of root of goat. I was like, oh, interesting. Interesting that it's goats, because it's not like horse-drawn carriages were ever pulled by goats. I know. Goat-drawn carriages, that's a ball and way to show up, isn't it? But a cabriolet is a way... A team of goats pulling your carriage up. Can you imagine? How many goats would it take, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Can you train them to do that? Instead of dog sledding, can we goat sled? Okay, just... (laughs) That would be a new thing to say. Oh, badass. We like the goats better. We prefer them. 
And so there you go. It was, uh, it kind of goes down to that. But yeah, I guess cabriolet is also uh, a leap that a horse will do. That's the rough. It's like an equestrian term. Yeah, it's an equestrian term as well. So it all kind of has to do with that. And then it just, as we kind of transferred out of horses into automobiles, uh, we just kind of left the name cabriolet into short form of cab. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Earlier this week on the show, Shauna, you were telling us about the Japanese onsens that you went to, right? Yeah. Like, the, it's like a spa? Yeah, it's kind of, it's just hot pools and cold pools, and it's a big part of their culture, so everybody goes in naked and... Yeah, you were saying you're required to be nude? Yeah. And you said it's very common to see, like, for example, mothers and daughters hitting up the onsen at the end of the day yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like lots of people, everybody goes, really. It's funny, because on a recent show, you, we were talking about how like being nude around your parents... Is, is a bit odd because you said a friend of yours hangs out in the hot tub with his dad nude. His, yeah, just hanging wang with his dad and <laughs> two of them just there together. And I was like, that's, I mean, I, I, I like being comfortable with your parents. And that's what we were talking about. I was like, that is good. But I think maybe there's a, a line, right? Yeah, that'd be a tough one to get past for many people. I hanging think so. Out, especially, like you said, in North America, hanging out with your parents but naked. But in Japan, it's not a big deal at all to be naked, right? What's the uh, uh, what's the what's the bush situation like? Very heavy, very much bush. Oh, I, I heavy bush. Because <laughs> you said it's heavy. gender segregated, right? Yeah, so it's a you're thick in with all the forest women. in there. Yeah, hey, I yeah. imagine there's probably some serious bush. It's funny there. because you br- you bring this up because I was asking the guys on the trip <laughs> because it's gendered, obviously. So I was asking the guys. I said, "What's the bush situation for the dudes?" <laughs> and they said, "Same thing. Very heavy bush." Like even the younger people, like yeah. the younger girls too. Yeah. Serious. Wow. I know. I know. Serious. Bush. I have a I have a theory about that though because yeah. again you're fully naked in these onsens all the time. So I think it might be to hide, hide your gourd Bamford a little more. You know, just so that it's not as out in the open. I think that might be part of it because they actually bring you what they call a modesty towel. So you're allowed to bring that into the onsen. So you're naked, but you can put this what they call modesty towel around your bits if you're a little shy. Okay. So and does everybody just, do that or are some people just full on? Most people don't. I was full on raw dogging it in there. I was just like, I don't care. But uh, most people don't really use it. I think the guys, though, they were saying they use it a bit more. Okay. But I was like, see, that's the guys without the bush, I think. <laughs> the guys with the bush, they're just hiding their, their gourd bamboo so to uh, be a little more, you know, unexposed. So you're saying that because you can't wear clothes... Bush becomes your clothes. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, a loincloth, but instead it's just your natural (laughs) bush hides your parsley. A merkin? Is that what it's called? Right, yeah. So it's like some exotic dancers wear to cover themselves? They bush it up to hide your good body. (laughs) To hide Spence's diamonds. That's incredible. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. You said they're giving the younger people. Yeah, lots of bush. bush. You're in bush country. You sure are. (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I saw a video of Marshmallow DJing at a Super Bowl after party. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and of course he was wearing his iconic marshmallow on his head. And I was like, that's one of those gimmicks that might not age well. (laughs) I was just thinking about that. I'm like... You know, these DJs who, when you're really young and you're like, this is a good gimmick, I'm going to put this giant lampshade looking thing over my head and DJ in it. I was like, that's probably cool. But as you get older, are you eventually going to be like, oh, for God's sakes, I have to put the marshmallow on my head again. Like you wonder if Dead Mouse gets tired of wearing the right. mouse head or if like Daft Punk is tired of wearing the helmets. Yeah. Or- like, you know, you start out and you're nice and young. And I mean, Marshmallow's he's still young. I think he's like 31 or something like that. But I'm like. In a few years, you might just be like, I just don't want to wear a marshmallow on my head anymore. Okay? Well, and his is so iconic. Like people, oh, yeah. you, you can go into a Halloween store and get that costume. You can. 
just everyone knows what it is. It's this weird look at it. And everyone's like, yeah, it's marshmallow. And so he can't not do it. But I just wonder, I always wonder when those bands have gimmicks like that. I'm like, oh, geez. Like even Gene Simmons, you know, <laughs> like I was thinking about Kiss and I was like, do you think he at some point is like, Jesus, I don't want to wear the platform shoes and this ridiculous makeup anymore. Well, they tried. They took off the makeup in the 80s for a while. Oh. And they weren't as successful. Nope. Because, I mean, you could make an artistic stand and say, you know what? I'm reinventing myself. I'm, I'm not no the marshmallow. The marshmallow. Yeah. I'm just going to stand on the merit of my music instead. But I don't know if you can at that point. I don't know. You You're have so to be willing gone, to. Yeah. Right? That's who you are now. Yeah. Like you said, if you saw it when, you, when people saw a kiss without the makeup, they're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you saw dead mouse that. without the mouse, you'd be like, that's not dead mouse. <laughs> There's an imposter up on stage. Right? I don't even know what Marshmallow looks like. I have like. no clue. I, don't, I know he looks like a marshmallow. He looks like a Lego head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So maybe the, I mean, the helmet gives him a bit of, a bit of anonymity. Yeah. Which yeah, there's is nice. his face. I've never seen the guy before. And maybe that's why, okay, maybe that's why he does it. But you just, you're a little hungover one night and you're like, oh, I just reek of booze and cigarettes. And then I have to put this freaking lampshade <laughs> in my head and smell myself all night. What if I didn't wear the lampshade Guys, tonight? are you cool like, if I don't lampshade it crazy? Please. and Shauna podcast. So my son Bo has a friend's birthday today. He's going mm. to a birthday party. So I took him shopping yesterday to find a gift. Was it a Spence Diamond? or <laughs> It was not. Not for okay. this birthday, no. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was like, okay, Bo, you go look for something. It was taking him forever. And me and Brigham went to a different part of the store. And then Bo came walking back and he was carrying a mag magic eight ball. You know, the oh, classic magic eight ball. yeah. And he's Forget like... about the eight balls? And he was, and he said... Dead serious. He's like, I asked the magic eight ball if my friend would like this and it said he would. So we're getting it. And I was like, that's pretty that, clever, actually. Oh, yeah, hey, hilarious. You consulted with God. the gift to see if to see and it said yes, good, good. Yeah. And then I uh I pulled a here I think this would qualify as a dad badge here. Oh, okay. But I said, um I said, let me let me see that thing. And I said, Is dad the handsomest guy around with the best muscles? Oh my and shook God. it. And it said, Outlook not so good. And and I said, That thing's broken. Take, oh, take no. it back. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so no, that, you're it backfired on you. <laughs> oh geez. So I think the dad badge here, I think, is pumping your own tires. Yep. As a dad, you have to like a little bit pump your own tires to your kids. Yeah, that's true. Within reason. You know, like you can kind of exaggerate how good of an athlete you were in high school and Absolutely, that sort of thing. Because yeah. they're you know, it's like not gonna know. You, you, you pump your tires a little bit to your kids because if you don't, nobody else is going to. And a good so, dad joke to toss in with it, yeah. although it failed, that backfire. Just, <laughs> it's like, bam! That, that thing's broken. Yeah. Take it back. It's oh, wrong. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A uh, friend of the show, Craig, sent me this this post from TSN's Facebook page. Yeah. And it was a photo of the Jumbotron at the Super Bowl. Okay. And the 50-50, what the 50-50 pot was at. Oh, it's got to be massive. It was half a million dollars at the point this, this photo was taken. Uh, but where did this go here? That's it? Well, that's the thing. Uh, the comments were just full of Edmonton Terry's <laughs> scoffing about how that's that's not a very big 50-50 pot. So we've talked about how Edmonton... Loves the 50-50. Oh they can't get enough for the 50-50. 50-50s are so big in oh, Edmonton. Oh, it's huge, yeah. So I just wanted to read some of these, 
these comments please for do, you. Please do, please. This is a casual Oilers game on a Tuesday. This is called a Tuesday evening at Edmonton Oilers games in February. Oh, my God. That's what the Edmonton Oilers pull on a Tuesday night. Holy we call crap. this a Tuesday night in Edmonton. <laughs> That's cute. Oilers have their 50-50 higher than that every game. So, okay, good. I'm glad Terry. everybody in Edmonton landed in the comments section that there to say so the same funny. thing. Oh also, my God. such an odd thing to be so proud of. It is, yeah. Like nobody spends money on a 50-50 like we do. You gotta be honest. Though. <laughs> like Emmett doesn't have a whole bunch else going on, right? So that is what they're taking pride in. Their 50-50 draws. So funny. Their team. Not even the Super Bowl can compete with a 50-50 oh at an God. Oilers game. Oh, that's so funny. Like, you, you losers at the Super Bowl. You don't know how to 50-50. Terry is Come truly more passionate about the 50-50 than he is about the Oilers themselves. For sure. Like, yeah. They should just start sell- selling 50-50 merch. Like, the merch should just say 50-50 on it. Forget the Oilers. I think you'd have some success with that. Yeah, the best some... 50-50 in all of the lands. Really, it's a 50-50 draw where there also happens to be a hockey game That's going it. on. But yep. we're there for the 50-50. The and Shauna Podcast. An Alberta Heritage Moment. February is Black History Month, the perfect time to celebrate one of Alberta's most impactful lawyers, Violet King. Violet was born in Calgary in 1929. Her grandparents moved from Oklahoma to Keystone, Alberta, which we now know as Breton, Alberta, in 1911. At the time, the Kings were drawn to Canada's federal campaign enticing American farmers to immigrate to the country. However, the government didn't expect black farmers to also answer the call. When they realized this, the Canadian government quickly moved to start discouraging black immigrants to the prairies. That didn't stop Violet King's parents, John and Stella, from making Canada their home. John began working as a sleeping car porter with the Canadian Pacific Railway, and the Kings had four children, Violet, Vern, Lucille, and Ted. Violet knew very young that she wanted to become a lawyer. She attended the University of Alberta and was one of only three women of the 142 students in the Faculty of Law. King was one of four students to receive an executive gold ring, recognizing her contributions to the university. The others included Ivan Head, an advisor to Pierre Trudeau, and Peter Lougheed, the future Premier of Alberta. Violet became the first black person to graduate from law school in Alberta and was the only woman in her graduating class. She was called to the bar in 1954 when she then became the first black woman to practice law in the entire country. King practiced law in Calgary for several years and later became a judge for the Court of Appeal in Alberta. In 1963, King moved to New Jersey to become an executive director of the Newark YMCA community branch to help black applicants find jobs. She was later appointed executive director of the National Council of YMCA's organized development group, making her the first woman named to an executive position within the YMCA. Violet King passed away in 1982 at the age of 52. This has been an Alberta Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f*** they're going to say f***. Find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.